Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower us to be more self-aware for greater control of our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, why is it important to like yourself? Often you'll hear people talk about how important it is that you learn to love yourself. And while that is extremely important, you need to learn to like yourself first. And that can be incredibly challenging. Let's face it, nobody is ever truly alone. Why? Because no matter where you go, there you are. Or, in other words, you always have yourself. So here's the thing. You will always have yourself. And I don't just mean that you're alone. Let's face it. The voice in your head that is your voice, your thoughts and feelings that often talk to you in various ways, is wholly yours. And it's a companion that will sometimes argue with you, tell you contradictory things, make you believe things that make you go, no, that's not how this works at all, and so on and so forth. It can be really disconcerting because a lot of us are taught that it's best if we ignore whatever else is going on in our head, and that's not entirely untrue, but it's also important to keep in mind that we have these ideas in our heads and these thoughts that we can discuss with ourselves, so we're not actually alone, and whatever you're facing, you always have yourself, and that means that you have all that you are, which granted is good, bad, and otherwise, but it's always with you, and that's why you are never truly, genuinely alone. But this can be incredibly disconcerting. I mean, for a lot of people, the thought of that is just very lonely. If you only have yourself, well, well what? You don't have anybody else? You're, you're completely on your own? No, you don't only have yourself, you always have yourself. Who you are is not always the same. You change because the one and only constant in the entire universe is change. There is nothing we can do with a great deal of the change that happens in this world. Much of it is completely and utterly outside of our control. You can do nothing about other people, places, or things in this world. It's just the nature of the beast. There's nothing you can do about it. But you do have control of yourself, and that boils down to your mindfulness. You can control what you're thinking, what and how you're feeling, any and all actions you do or don't take, and whatever intentions you have, good, bad, or otherwise. You have all that control. But there are times it doesn't feel like you have all that much control. It feels like the world is spinning and you're just trying your damnedest not to get thrown off it. That's perfectly understandable. Everybody goes through rough patches and everybody finds things about themselves that they're not very fond of. Because let's be honest, we are inundated, bombarded constantly by these messages of lack and scarcity and insufficiency. There are always messages telling you where you lack, what you lack, how you lack, whether it is something 
physical that you are supposed to own, whether it is an emotion you should be capable of feeling but might not be feeling or not feeling quote-unquote correctly, or whatever the case may be, you are constantly being told that there is lack, scarcity, and insufficiency of both tangibles and intangibles. This is not often true. By and large, most of the things that we think are lacking are not truly lacking, or if they are, there are alternatives available to replace them. There are other things we can use as resources that are better or possibly more sustainable. Take your pick. The concept here is that you are not perfect. Nobody is. That's the thing. We're all perfectly imperfect, but there is no good reason not to like ourselves because there's us. We're always here. We're always with ourselves. So why shouldn't we like who we are? But here's one of the bigger caveats to this and problem a lot of us face. Self-like, like self-love, is not selfish. This is one of the biggest hurdles with this notion, because a lot of the things we look at when it comes to both self-love and just the concept of self-like involve these ideas of selfishness. Look, selfishness in its purest form is via malice of forethought. You know full well that what you are doing is selfish when you commit a truly genuinely selfish act. You know that by doing whatever it is you're doing, you're going to cause somebody else to lack. It's having a pizza with eight slices, you being one of eight people, and you taking three slices knowing full well you've just denied two other people slices of pizza. That is a selfish act. Setting boundaries so that people aren't treating you like a doormat is not selfish. That's self-care. But that doesn't mean that people won't see it as selfish. Guess what? You can do nothing for what other people see in who you are. What's more, when it comes to the concepts of self-like and even self-love, a lot of the problem we run into is the difference between liking yourself and then narcissism, arrogance, conceit, egoism, and the like. Here's the thing. Lots of people who are narcissistic and arrogant are among the most selfish people you know. People who take without giving. Those are the selfish people. Those are the ones that make a difference. When you choose not to be that kind of person, when you're a giver, when you do your best to do good for this world and for yourself, it is not in any way, shape, or form selfish. Liking yourself or self-like is a product of self-respect and self-care. You be yourself and work on being the best you that you can be because you don't have anybody else and the only person over which you have any control is you. You cannot control anybody else. You cannot control what anybody else is thinking or feeling or doing. And while it often feels like other people are trying to control you or manipulate you or push you in various and sundry directions, when all is said and done, you choose for you. And this is why liking yourself is something that you are capable of choosing. Here's the thing. When you choose to put yourself first and practice self-care and take care of the things that you need to take care of, others might see that as selfish. But because it's not, it's something that is worthwhile. 
Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. And sometimes the things we do for ourselves do not make an impression that other people are feeling good about. And there's only so much we can do for that. But if you spend your entire life trying to live to other people's standards, you're not going to like yourself very much because you're going to be constantly frustrated because you're struggling against your own base nature, against your own beliefs, values, and even habits in trying to make yourself into somebody that you don't actually desire to be. And that's why so many people don't like themselves. They're so forced to be somebody other than who they genuinely desire to be. And there is nothing wrong with being who you wish to be. Practicing self-like not only isn't selfish, it also is kind, compassionate, and caring and empathetic towards yourself. And when you are kind, caring, compassionate, and empathetic towards yourself, it's that much easier to be kind, caring, compassionate, and empathetic towards others. That's a lot. But it's very important that we unpack this. There is a lot of empowerment that comes from liking yourself. Because let's be honest, when the only person that you're always with is yourself, and all of the time that you spend, no matter what you do, is in that body with you, doesn't it make sense that you like yourself? You wouldn't choose to spend time with a person you're not fond of, that you don't like, outside of yourself. That person that drives you crazy. That person that always makes you feel insignificant. That person who's always on your nerves, who you don't enjoy the company of. Would you spend time with them? Of course not. So why do you do that to yourself? You should like yourself. And you are likable, which I'll get into more going forward. But the point is, there is no reason not to learn to like yourself so that since you're always with yourself, you actually enjoy your own company. This is not selfish. And when you learn to like yourself, you become more empowered to have, be, and do the things that you desire to do. How does liking yourself empower you? Well, because when you like yourself, you are better able to connect to your conscious awareness. In other words, your mindset, headspace, psyche, inner being, your conscious self. Remember, all of us have three elements of who we are at our core. We have our subconscious, which is where our beliefs, values, and habits live, over which we generally don't have control. That's why it's subconscious. We can gain insight into it and take control of it, but to do that, we need to be conscious. And our consciousness is the at-the-moment, right-now awareness of ourselves. We usually refer to this as mindfulness. When we practice mindfulness, it makes us better self-aware, which makes us more empowered to control what we're doing with our lives. Ego, which is the third element, is the blend between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind that we have created to define ourselves and show ourselves to the world, but also reflect ourselves back at ourselves. The trouble with ego is that it was often created at a previous point and as such, it doesn't like when we try to change things, so we need to address it and be conscious of it and how we project ourselves in both directions in order to affect change with less resistance, because the ego is so happy being comfortable. It doesn't want 
change, but because change is inevitable and we have options to control it, that's another matter. When you are working with your conscious self, you put yourself in the present moment. And when you are more aware of your conscious awareness, you're in a better position to use your mindfulness to control your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. And that ultimately empowers you because that is what you have full, total, and complete control over in this life. There is nothing else that you can completely control but your own thought process, but your own actions, intentions, and feelings. These belong to only you. And why like yourself? Because you're the only one that there is. You're the only you that will ever be. And the reality is you're amazing. We are all amazing. We are all perfectly imperfect. We are these incredible people beings stumbling around this planet doing the best to make the most of ourselves that we can to experience the potential and possibilities that this world has to offer us. We get to choose every day how we approach that. Do we do it by our rote and routine and habits? Do we be consciously aware of who, what, where, how, and why we are and work from there? This brings me to a very important final point here, which is this. You're not just likable, you're lovable. When it comes to learning to like yourself and realizing that because you're always with yourself, liking yourself is really important and not egotistical or selfish, it becomes a lot easier to love yourself. Now here's the problem with love, and it's not a problem. Love is so much bigger than we tend to make it out to be. We often hear the word love and we think of things like Valentine's Day and romantic encounters and intimacy involving love. But love is much, much bigger than that. Love is the most powerful force in this universe. And it's not just this idealized, romanticized concept of love, of affection and all these things. Love is the sun in the trees, it's the dew on the grass, and it is life itself. Love is a powerful force of creativity that's akin to the force in Star Wars, with one major exception, which is that love does not have a dark side. You can never be hurt by love, despite the concept that people throw out there often that love can cause pain. Love never causes pain. It's other things that often get mistaken for love, like lust, jealousy, obsession, possession. All of these things are what cause pain. Love, in and of itself, is never a cause of or for pain. But because of this romanticized, idealized notion of love, we often come to think that it is, but it's not. And it always begins with mindfulness and conscious awareness of yourself. You get to choose to change anything about yourself that you are not fond of. So if you don't like yourself, it's going to be very difficult to love yourself. And when you don't like yourself or love yourself, liking and loving people other than yourself, things other than yourself is that much more challenging because you can't even place it within. So how are you going to place it without? 
I am not saying that this is something that you are wholly stuck having to work out on your own. This is where therapy can be really, really helpful. There are lots of self-help books on these topics, and you can always talk to somebody that you care about and trust when it comes to these ideas. When all is said and done, it is deeply important that you like yourself because you always get to be with yourself. So why not like who you are always with? This week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. Either on a computer or on a piece of paper or in a journal, I'd like you to write out five things that you like about yourself. Now, here's the thing. Do not prejudice anything you might write. Doesn't matter if it's big or small, tangible or intangible, if it feels like it's petty or self-indulgent or even arrogant to write it. Whatever it is, don't disregard it if it's something that you can genuinely say you like about yourself. You could say, I like the color of my eyes. I like the way I articulate things. I like the sound of my voice. It doesn't matter. This is not going to be judged. This is not going to be shared with anybody. This is for you to look at. And then when you write out these five things that you like about yourself, detail why you like these things about yourself. There is no judgment in this. Just write it out. Don't worry if it seems arrogant, if it seems to be self-aggrandizing. Write it anyways, because this is something that you can look at going forward when you're feeling bad about yourself and look at the reasons why you like yourself. I recommend doing this once a week for the next month and then keep it and refer to it, reread it anytime that you're down on yourself or otherwise displeased with your life to see why you are likable and ultimately lovable and why liking yourself is empowering. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjblehart.com. You can also follow me via Instagram at mjblehart and on Facebook at blehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fee Mahoney, the fantastic creator of my cover art at Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Don at titaniumdon.com, my articles at mjblehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And as always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be and ultimately likable.